Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon Mm -hmm. because they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Thursday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Dick Vitale will join us coming up in about 15, 20 minutes or so. We'll talk about what kind of plans does college basketball have to get this season underway. And, of course, March Madness. John Calipari, Kentucky head coach, will join us coming up as well. Spent the first hour, a lot of it, talking about Chiefs-Texans coming up tonight. And are the Chiefs a dynasty in the making? You know, if you go back to the postseason, they could have easily lost all of those postseason games. They trailed in all those postseason games. They trailed by double digits in those postseason games. But they came back. And they came back in the Super Bowl, down 10 with seven minutes to go. A couple of plays here, a couple of plays there. Niners didn't make a couple of plays. Chiefs did. And they're your Super Bowl champs. I don't know what the line is tonight, McLovin. Is uh, Kansas City favored by more than four or five? Maybe you could check check on that. I, I don't know. I haven't even looked at any of the point spreads coming up. I know that Tom Brady is an underdog for the first time in over 70 regular season games with the Buccaneers, and he's probably going to be without Mike Evans this weekend as well. Yeah, McLevin. We're seeing uh, nine. Oh, for, okay, a big number. But I'll double-check if that's an early one, if it's moved off that. No, it's probably right. I don't know why I was that generous with uh, the Texans here going into that game. And it's not a revenge game. I don't know if... Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth will frame it that way because a revenge game would be if you beat Kansas City in January, not in September. Yes, McClellan. See, I think it is a revenge game because they're going to forget by January, but that's their last game. They've been brewing on this game. Well, I mean, if you're Kansas City, if you're going to lose a game to the Texans, you want to lose in September, not in January. So, I, you know, is Kansas City... Not going to play as hard? Are the Texans going to play even harder because it's a revenge game? Wouldn't you have played harder in the postseason game last year when you had an opportunity up 24 to nothing? Wow. And I still go back to that play on the fake punt by Daniel Sorensen. And that's it's a sneaky, great play. 
I mean, he did what he's supposed to do because your job, you know, his job, his assignment is you go where that that the up guy is on the punt. And that that guy was bouncing around a little bit and then Sorensen is just watching him. And all of a sudden, and, and if he doesn't get him, they get 30 yards. They're in great position to add more points, and they would have been up maybe 31 to nothing. And it was one play. You go back to one play, and then that sparked them. Momentum changed. Kansas City's offense came alive. The Chiefs actually started playing defense, and uh, the rest is history. Uh you got a poll question, McLovin. We didn't have okay. one in the first hour. So we were debating what is the most likely team to go from worst to first. It mm. kind of happens every year. Mm. So I'll look at the uh, fourth place team in each division. Okay. Washington football team, who out of nowhere is getting hype this week. I don't know if you've seen any of it. They're like a lot of playoff dark horse. Whoa! Because they have like nine first rounders on their defensive line is why. But Okay. So just because they got Chase Young? Chase Young, uh, Montez Sweat, uh, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. You know, they had it last year, but people think that with Ron Rivera there, they'll be a much better team. Okay. Yeah, Paul. There's a stat that everyone's dining out on with Washington that Dwayne Haskins' last couple games were really good. They're separating his first bunch of games between his last two. And that's like they're pinning that on his improvement. Well, he had a good final month of the season. And we, we pointed that out a couple of times, but I, I don't. I'd have to look at what these other teams were playing for, but would I be surprised if Washington made the playoffs? I would be. Now, I don't think the Eagles are going to be as good. You never know about the Cowboys. The Giants, can they be a little bit better? I guess. And then you have Washington. I mean, that was a wounded division last year, when you think about it. I mean, the Eagles won it. I mean, somebody had to win it. It was like the Cowboys lost it. Yeah, McLeod. Okay, next uh, division, the Detroit Lions. Uh, I would say the Lions have a better chance than Washington to to make the playoffs. I I, I think because of their offense, and if Stafford stays healthy, then I I would say they could sneak in. Because I don't know about the Bears. I don't know about the Packers. The Vikings... Vikings got as much talent as just about anybody in the NFC, but it's going to come down to Kirk D. Cousins and how he's able to perform in the postseason. That's one of those I don't care about the regular season. There's certain players, like Lamar Jackson. I'm curious about the regular season, but if he is going to put up great numbers, we're going to say the following. Well, can he win a playoff game? He's 0-2. Yeah, McClellan. Uh, Next division, the Carolina Panthers. No. Do we even need to put them on the poll? I think they're getting worse. I, I don't think that they're, you know, and, and that might be by choice, but I don't, I don't think they're going to do any damage. Uh, Arizona Cardinals were last in the NFC West. Man, that's a such a tough division, as you said yesterday. Yeah. I think if they got close to a wild card, I think they could do a wild card. But, you know, you got Seattle, you got San Francisco. I don't think the Rams are going to be great. I don't think they're going to be good. You know, if they're average, you know, can Arizona be a little above average and maybe win nine games? Now, you know, have DeAndre Hopkins in there. Fitzgerald is still there. Kyler Murray, does he take that next, you know, that quantum leap that we sometimes see from first year to second year players? And if that's the case, then Arizona could be one of the surprise teams. I would say Detroit out of that group, unless you have another one. Well, I'll give you the four AFC ones. The Dolphins, Bengals, 
Chargers and Jaguars were last place teams last year. Maybe the Dolphins being in the mix there. I guess because I don't expect too much out of the Jets. I don't think the Patriots are going to make the playoffs. You got weird quarterbacking situations with all of those. So two is not going to play. Burrow is a rookie. When does Justin Herbert play? Uh, uh, Gardner Minshew in Jacksonville. So I, I guess the Chargers, but you know the Chargers are already banged up, and I, you know Tyrod Taylor's your quarterback, but for how long and. Yeah. What else? Jaguars question. If I gave you, say, 30 to 1 odds that they go 0-16, would that bet interest you? Are they a possible 0-16? I, I don't think... So if I put up 100, I get 3,000. Yeah, I'll double-check that. I know the odds are big. I know it's a popular bet out there. I, I don't think they're going to go winless. Like the Lions did a few years ago? The Browns? I mean, they, they won six games last year. I, I'm going to look at, you know, three wins for them, maybe four wins. I have a quote from this time last year where Peter King says, the Miami Dolphins are going to be galactically bad. He was on our show. He said galactically bad mm. Dolphins and that they could go 0-16. The Dolphins won, what, six games? Yeah, they were 5-11. and And they were considered, going into the season, a complete tank job. And they caught my attention when they beat the Patriots in New England in a game that New England had to have. And I went, wow. Brian Flores, I don't know what he was doing, you know, because they traded away players. Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, Laramie Tunsil. Like, they traded away their known players. And you still had Ryan Fitzpatrick. And somehow, some way, they were able to make all of that work. And... He got the most out of that team. I think that we're expecting a little too much out of the Dolphins this year. Now, I want to see if Tua plays. I hope he doesn't play. I hope he plays when he is ready to play, not that they need him to play. And as long as he's healthy, like I, is, if keeping him out longer makes him stronger and better, I'm all for that. But he is in a great situation with Ryan Fitzpatrick because Fitzpatrick will be very helpful, beneficial, for uh, Tua. So what's the poll question? Okay, so we're putting up right now most likely worst to playoffs team, and I'll give you uh, those eight division losers. I also wanted to put up an NFL MVP poll, but I don't want you to have to give away your Super Bowl pick. Okay. Because I'm afraid if I said who's going to win the MVP, Mahomes, Jackson, Brady, Breeze, Wilson, Prescott, Brady, Watson, that's the odds. I put Brady in twice, sorry. Uh, do you have, is the MVP going to be your Super Bowl winner? Is that how it works? Or is it possible that it's like a Lamar Jackson situation? My MVP will not be my, on my Super Bowl pick. And I'm not going to let you guess my MVP pick next hour. I'll let you guess. Cause then I'll give you my Super Bowl pick. I think you might've hinted at your MVP pick earlier this week. You've said a couple things. You've laid out some breadcrumbs. I didn't know you listened to the show, McLovin. But I think you. I know your MVP, and I have no idea your Super Bowl pick. The uh, Lakers and Rockets coming up tonight. Obviously, the Texans and the Chiefs. And uh, adjust your viewing pattern. The Lakers-Rockets starts at 7, so they don't compete with the NFL game. Raptors beat the Celtics in double overtime. Clippers up 3-1 on the Nuggets. Wasn't a pretty performance by the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard, once again, you know, we keep we brought this up a couple of times where, hey, shouldn't we vote vote on the MVP after the playoffs? Well, while we go, that's a foregone conclusion that LeBron's going to be your MVP. That's not the case. 
Kawhi Leonard has been great. And if the Clippers would win the title, he's your MVP, not LeBron. As much as I think LeBron, you know, should have been a closer vote, because I think it's going to be a blowout with the Greek freak. You know, LeBron has been great and, and kind of reinvented himself this year. Uh, LSU will allow fans at their games, I guess, 25%. Do we need to have the number, Paulie? Yeah, 25%, which equals about 25,000. The Braves have just scored again. They have now scored 49 runs on the Marlins. They're up 49 to uh, 9 in that game. That is not true. It's 20. They scored 29 on the Marlins last night. And yes, they were swinging for home runs in the late innings there. Uh, on paper, the Celtics seem to have had the advantage over the Raptors. You know, they're more versatile, they're younger, and you could argue they're more talented after Kawhi left. But the defending champions, after losing Kawhi, they ended up with the second-best record in the NBA. And they were down three games to two in the Eastern Conference semis. They found their way Wednesday night to survive. Kyle Lowry, one-time playoff goat, was great. And... uh you know, Norm Powell stepped up last night. He got hot. Fred Van Vliet. They played big minutes there. And now the Raptors. Remember when they went down 0-2? And we started to wonder, like, if you go down 0-2 and the Bucks went down 0-2 and we said, who's more likely to come back? And I said, Toronto is. Because they, they know what they need to do. They've been there before. I like their coach. And we were saying that backcourt with Fred Van Vliet and uh, Kyle Lowry. And here they are going to a Game 7 against the Boston Celtics. But uh, here is Kyle Lowry after the game saying that this is what you need to do to win. I just feel like you got to do whatever it takes to win basketball games. I mean, tonight myself, Pascal, Freddie, OG, played 50 minutes, man. Like, that's big time. That's big time stuff. Um, that's what it takes to win basketball, win a game like that, and we did whatever we needed to do. Uh, for me, it's just about playing basketball. Yeah, it's playing minutes and everybody contributing there. Uh, there was an interesting exchange, at least I found it interesting. Michael Porter Jr., he's the Nuggets forward, and it feels like he's been in the NBA for about 15 minutes. And he's he could be a really good player. Had great hype coming out of high school, went to Missouri, uh, hurt his back, but still uh, mid-first-round draft pick by the Nuggets. He scored 15 points in the first half last night, and then... He didn't get many shots in the second half. And uh, he had this to say about the offense of the Nuggets. What are you looking to do to get yourself more involved when you're not touching the ball? I mean, that's really up to the play calls. It's really up to the coaches who they want to put the, put the ball in whose hand. Um, we kept going uh, to Yoke and Maul. They're, they're two amazing players, so you can never get mad at that. But I just think uh, to beat that team, we got to get more players involved. We got to move the ball a little bit better. Um, we can't be predictable against that team. And then somebody followed up that answer. Mike, are you at a place, I know it's your rookie year, but are you in a place where you can voice that that concern and that thought to Malone, or do you just kind of just let him uh, dictate? Nah, I think, you know, if I'm going to be out there on the floor playing a lot of minutes, I think I should voice that. So I'll probably talk, I'll probably talk to the coaches, you know, just tell them what I see being out there on the floor, just letting them know, look, like, we, they know what we're doing, like, we got to swing the ball. There's, we got a lot of players who can play basketball and score. So we got to get some more guys involved. Okay. So Michael Porter is saying that their coach doesn't know what's going on out there and he needs more touches. If you, if you want to talk to your coach going through the media, not the way to do it. And 
Michael Porter Jr. the third has not built up any house cred here. You started eight NBA games in your career. How about we get a couple more games under your belt there for calling out the coach that he doesn't know what's going on out there and you need more touches. But the media guy, the follow-up guy, is a great question because he saw blood in the water. Oh, yeah. Hey, I, these, I love when these athletes say these things. I, I would caution them privately and just say, you know, if you're going to call out a coach, I'd say talk to the coach because this won't go over well with uh, Coach Malone. Yes, Tom. If you're Malone, do you get in his face about it, ignore it? How do you deal with that? Um, I would just say to Michael, hey, let's win the next game. All right. We'll get, we, we, can, we can discuss this at some point. This is not the time to do it. I know what's going on out there. You, so he's saying, you know, that uh, somehow the Clippers know uh, Jokic and uh, Murray are going to get the ball. Wow. That is some great scouting on the Clippers' part. Wait, the Joker and, and Jamal Murray are going to get the, uh, you know, inordinate amount of shots? We're so predictable. I don't know if I want to take the ball out of their hands to put it in Michael Porter Jr. the third's hands. But he has a, uh, a high opinion of his talent. Sarah Seaton. Yeah. Did the Nuggets coach play professionally? Because it felt like there was another sort of hidden jab there, too, where he goes, you know, as a player being out there, what I see? You're like, wow. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if Malone, you know, had one of those journeyman overseas kind of careers. Because if, if he did... His Wikipedia really skips over it, where he basically graduated college and then became an assistant coach. Yeah, it appears he played for the Loyola Greyhounds basketball team for a few years, started a bunch of games as a point guard, but uh, then he went right into the coaching realm. Why is it that you have to play the game or you have to be really successful for the coaches to res- or players to respect their coach? Well, there is something to be said, though, about having actually played and understanding that mindset. At playing at a higher level than somebody who's watched the game their whole life. Red Arbach didn't play. Yeah, well, there's yeah, there's certainly exceptions. Phil and... Phil Jackson didn't play at a high level. He played in the NBA. Played. Pat Riley didn't play at a high level, but he did play in the NBA. Right. I just felt like it seemed like there was another dig in there too, though. Like as a player being no, out there and what I see. Yeah, oh, I missed it. Zing. Yeah, yeah, McLevin. Belichick barely played. He played at a college which was like Division Three B. Wesleyan. They barely had a football team. <laughs> He's not really a player. No, but I, you know, Lawrence Frank was a manager. He was the basketball manager, I think, at Indiana, and he ended up being a successful NBA coach. So I don't, I don't know if like some of the best players aren't good coaches. Like, right? But I wonder if there's any football coach, like NFL football coaches, who never played a down of football. Like not even grade school or high school. Oh well, I wonder if there's that. That would one be, extreme guy. That'd be Im- almost impossible to not play at least Pop Warner. Yes. Well, wouldn't you kind of be like if some media critic who never hosted a day of radio in his life was like, "Hey, you know, here's how you should be doing your radio show." You'd be like, "Dude, what do you, you don't even know what you're talking about." Well, they have done that. <laughs> yeah, I know, and, and it's always like, "Man, shut up, dude! You don't you have no clue what you're talking about." Well, there are media critics that I respect with their approach when they critique you. It's when somebody who I don't respect you and you, you know, and you want to critique me, then and you're like, "You're a hack! Shut up!" Yeah, Paulie. We once had a media critic sit in and host this show at least a decade ago, 
And to turn the tables, this media critic asked me to review his performance oh. filling in for you. Yep. And I gave him a decent score. I actually pumped it up a little bit to protect his ego. And I got a call saying, really? You gave me a B minus? A B minus? And I was like, dude, I should have given you a D plus because it wasn't good. And that's the last time we spoke. Oh. Yep. You could fill in the blanks. But yeah, media critics don't mm. take being criticized that well. Well, they think it, it's easy. What happens is if you're really good, you make it look and sound easy. And it's not. You know, but that's like the brilliance of Bob Costas is he makes it look easy and it's not. It's like stand up comedy. There are guys who just make it look so simple. Like you just get up there. Hey, I just deliver some jokes there. I know where this is going. Oh, whoa. And then I, there's the other guy. And then there's the other guy. <laughs> they make it look like the hardest thing ever. But Jeff Garland, funny man, said you have to do 500 hours just just to you know be average as a comedian. How many hours have you done, Todd? Four? I don't know if I did a full hour if you add up the uh, four appearances. Uh, you know, three appearances. Yeah, it was Minnesota, L.A., New York, and Atlanta. I don't know if that added up to a full hour. Yeah, see. I know that if I'm the coach of the Denver Nuggets today, I'm like, so, what a, so tell me what you meant. <laughs> Hey, bud, why don't you come sit down here for a sec? Let's talk about this. So, okay, you're not getting enough touch. So tell me what you meant by that. How about you come up with a game plan there, Michael? Can you come meet in conference room B of yeah. the uh, Flamingo suite? Yeah. <laughs> don't be afraid to guard Kawhi Leonard. How about that? So let's talk about that. Let's take quick. a break. Dick Vitale will join us. We'll get to your phone calls, settle on our poll question, and uh, I'll have my Super Bowl pick coming up next hour. We'll take a break. 21 after the hour here on the Dan Patrick Show. During these unprecedented times, you can rely on LegalZoom for legal help, whether it's a living trust or protecting your family, a DBA, LLC, a nonprofit. You want to start your business the right way. LegalZoom can help you and they'll find the right solution for you. And, you know, the legal waters, it's tough to navigate. But if you have that person there who's your skipper, then you're going to find the right people. LegalZoom's not a law firm. But that's a good thing because they don't charge you by the hour. You don't have to leave your home to get something done. You can start online. They provide advice from their uh, network of independent attorneys. That's LegalZoom.com. We're all faced with new challenges. So if you need legal help for yours, you can count on LegalZoom. No matter what happens, you want to make sure your loved ones are taken care of. That's why you need to have that will or living trust. And if you're starting your business, restarting your business, you just want to make sure that you get help. Visit LegalZoom.com today. That's LegalZoom.com. And once again, when you need to make it legal, make it LegalZoom.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. 
Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one. Firmer or softer on each side, you decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well, quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Get a couple of phone calls. We'll make way for Dick Vitale, who will join us. Let's go to Ty in New York. Hi, Ty. What do you have for me? Dan Patrick, um, 6'1", point guard 185. Spectacular. Um, It's funny because I picked up some of your uh, your colloquialisms, like spectacular and fantastic. Uh, (laughs) But with the Raptors and Celtics, I think the game changed when Fred VanVleet got closed out on. Turned his ankle, knocked down two threes in a row. Before that, the team was asleep. Uh, Ibaka came off the bench, gave him big minutes. And, and, and the common thing for me watching as an aspiring scout is that um, Brad Stevens is having a hard time applying a knockout punch to uh, teams. Yeah, I know. There's something missing there. But, you know, you're going against the defending champs. And I, I didn't expect them to bow out easily. Even when they were down 0-2. I, you know, I don't think we panicked when we came in that next day and said, you know, the Bucks I knew were in trouble. That, but that's just because I thought the Heat were a better team. And watching the Raptors, Raptors going to be, you know, they're taking them to a seventh game. You know, give credit to them. Uh, more phone calls coming up. 
Uh, Dick Vitale has a new book. It's called The Lost Season, a look at what the journey to the 2020 national title game could have been all about. It's available online where books are sold. All proceeds from the sale of Lost Season will be donated to the V Foundation for Pediatric Cancer Research. We make way for the Hall of Famer, Dickie V. How are you, Dick? Well, it's great being out with you, Dan. i got a little problem with Zoom, but at least we're talking, buddy. Uh, hey, Dan, uh, you were Mr. Zaysville. I talked to a buddy of mine, Larry Wade, and Larry Wade says, oh, my God, I know Dan. My, he said, my wife is related to him, Susan Wade. They said you were a hero in Zanesville. <laughs> well, they still talk about my jumper in Zanesville, Ohio, Dick, but, uh, you yeah. know, that's – that's uh, that's normal. Around there's a lot of cities around the country that Dayton. They still talk about that as well. Let me tell you this about Dayton. You mentioned my book, The Lost Season. I have a lot of stuff in there about Dayton, obviously, because could have been, should have been, that uh, they played. You know, Kentucky's, Carolinas. We'll hear about them often. But a team like Dayton was so special last year, and I felt so bad for those kids. And if people can get my book, Dan, I want to just clarify one thing. If they go to DickVitale.com, they can get autographed copies. Oh, and nice. every dollar that I would make from the book is going for kids battling cancer. We just had our gala. We just did it virtually. And we raised $7.4 million to now give us $37 million since we started the gala. And it was, it's been great. I'd love to get you out here one time, my friend. You'd have a great, great time with a bunch of beautiful people. Uh, it's just really been terrific. And let me tell you this. I miss you big time at ESPN because you are one of the special greats at ESPN, especially when I was there at that time. Uh, you were always so good to be with and good to talk with and to join you. You know what? The first time I met Dickie V, and he was this was during March Madness, and he was on the set. I think Sienna had just upset Stanford with Todd Lichty. Does that sound right, Dick? That sounds right to me. Yeah, Todd Lickie was a heck of a player. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great story. And I remember all of a sudden Sienna upset Stanford and Dickie V is yelling to Howie, Howie, get me something on Sienna. Get me something on Sienna right now. And, you know, Howie Schwab, you know, the great Howie's running stats up there. And all of a sudden I'm going, yeah, welcome to ESPN. <laughs> this is great. This is great. Uh, but well, we had so much fun during those days, but we still do. You know, you're doing great at what you're doing. And, and I just really, uh, uh, I'm just excited to be back, man, in terms of, you know, I'm 81 years old now, Dan. I act about 12. I just got off the tennis court, played singles, and I won 7-5, man. You know, bring on, bring on Djokovic. I don't throw, I don't hit balls at line judges. I have no line judges when I play. But but the bottom line is I'd like to be active and keep active, and the, and the book is keeping me active now. You mentioned Howie. Howie did all the research in the book, and I did it with Dick Weiss, and it's something I really love. But uh, hey, I'm telling you, my friend, we need uh, the NBA action's been off the charts. That seventh game between Toronto and Boston is going to be unbelievable. Let me ask you about the the reason why you did the book, because I wondered, I was hoping that the NCAA, the selection committee, would actually put out a bracket of what could have been. And then people said, oh, that's cruel and unusual punishment to the players. I said, no, not playing is cruel and unusual punishment. I think just the hypothetical of what could have been, what the matchups would have been, would have been fun to see. What do you think of that? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I think you make a great point there. Uh, and that's what we do in the book. In my last chapter, the fantasy chapter, we do a whole thing. We play out the games. We predict who's score, who's going to win. And we come down to a, an actual Final Four, an actual winner, the whole bit. And, and you know, it's just, it just fun. It's just one person's opinion. It's certainly uh, very subjective. But I think people like doing that. People enjoy that. question I have right now, I'm really concerned, you know, are we going to have basketball? i I, I got to believe we're going to have it. I, I think the, the optimism is great about it, and I'm hoping and praying we have it. But, you know, we got to have a March Madness. We have to, we can't go two years in a row without it. I don't know if we'll have any fans in here, but uh, who knows? But well, you know one thing, Dan? It's great to be living here in the Tampa area, but I'm really <laughs> so, you know, I'm really ticked off, though. Here's the time. I had season tickets now for the Bucks for years. I had season tickets for the Rays for years. I go, I, I'm great friends with the Lightning coach, John Cooper. What a time. The Lightning is going to win the Stanley Cup. I want to tell you right now. I don't know nothing about hockey. I know one thing. When you play with pride and you play with passion, and right, I gave a talk. I told John Cooper when I spoke to him before the playoffs all started, I said, you're going to be Tony Bennett. You're going to be Tony Bennett. You're going to do what they did in Virginia. Virginia gets beat in the first round. Remember, they get beat by a 16-seed UMBC, and they go on. They, they don't whine about it, cry about it. Tony handles it classy. They come back the next year and win the national title. Well, last year, people follow. The Lightning were terrific. They had a great regular season, but they get beat four straight by Columbus. They get bounced out of the out of the NHL playoffs. This year, they're in the finals right now with the Islanders. I'm telling you, Mr. Patrick, <laughs> I don't know hockey, but I'm telling you, they are going to win, and John Cooper is going to be the Tony Bennett of hockey. Okay, if you can, if I said you have the power to pick a Tampa team to win a title this year. The Rays, Lightning, or Buccaneers? Who I picked to win? Well, right now, I'm going Lightning. I'm going Lightning, even though I think I made the Rays. The Yankees with a $200 million payroll may not even make the playoffs, possibly. And here's the Rays. And I said it before the season. I said this team won 96 games last year, and they got better. They got better talent now than they had then. And right now, they're four up on Toronto, not the Yankees. Four up on Toronto, six up on the Yankees with about 17 to play. And this team is legit, man. We got some good hurlers up on top, great relief pitchers. Defense is tough. And I'll tell you, Cash does a great job. And the payroll, I mean, God, we could even pay Dan Patrick. Are you kidding me? Our payroll? Oh, wow. He's uh, Dick Vitale, the Hall of Famer. The lost season. And look at what the journey to the 2020 National Championship could have been. It's available online where books are sold. All proceeds from the sale of the lost season donated to the V Foundation for Pediatric Cancer Research. The ACC coaches came out yesterday, unanimously voted to include everybody. That's 300 and what over 350 schools to be in the in the tournament here. What do you what do you make of what the ACC is trying to do here? You know, Dan, I spoke to Mike yesterday, Krzyzewski, and I think what they're doing is creating some interest in basketball. We got you talking about it. I was on a show yesterday, Michael okay show. They talked about it. The bottom line is there are people talking, but that's not real. It's not going to happen. That's no way. First of all, you got to reward success. And that doesn't reward success. And I, and I just, I, I'm not a big fan of that proposal at all. But I just hope, I think we may have a, a smaller field, if anything, and it might be a bubble situation. Who knows how they're going to handle that. But uh, 
the, the thing is, we got to put it in the hands of the experts because really it is. The number one priority has got to be the health and safety of everybody involved. You know, and saying that, let me just say this, too. Our nation, man, right now, we need more love, Dan. We need more people like you, optimistic, people pa- passionate about what they do. We need more love. We need people hugging one another. We need people caring. I learned in my home, my mom and dad were uneducated. Fifth grade. But they used to always tell me, Richie, never dick. It was Richie. Be good to people and people would be good to you. And then they would always say, treat people like you want to be treated. If we all treated each other with respect and love and feeling instead of this hate that's out there, it would be such a better, better situation for all of us. Well said, Dickie V. I hope you're well. Hope uh, Lorraine is well and the kids. And uh, keep, keep Howie Schwab busy down there, okay? I am. Just tell people, please go to dickfightown.com and you can get a copy, autograph of my new book, The Lost Season, because I'll do anything to raise money for kids. $37 million to be raised seems like a lot of money, but it's not. So much more is needed, and there's nothing worse. You know, Dan, I'll close with this. Today, if somebody has a tough out there today, tough travel, tough thing on a job, think about this. 45 to 50 mothers and fathers today, today, are going to hear four words no mom and dad ever wants to hear. Your child has cancer. It's brutal what it does to a family. So I, I plead to people, donate. You can donate at DickFightTown.com, too. It goes through the V Foundation, and it all for mine. When you do the DickFightTown.com, goes for kids battling cancer. Thank you, Dickie V. We appreciate it. Good luck with love the book. Love you, Daddy. Love missing you, man. Miss seeing you up at ESPN. Uh, those were great days, man. They have really flown by, my friend. Keep doing a great job. You're doing a terrific job. Thank you, Dick. That's uh, Dick Vitale, the Hall of Famer. Once again, the book is The Lost Season. Look at the journey of the 2020 National Championship and what it could have been. And uh, I don't want to give away the ending there with Dickie V in his final four and his national title pick, but he did what I thought that the selection committee should have done. And, you know, just give us something to talk about. We lost the tournament. Give us something to talk about. What could have been? We know that. We lost the season. We lost March Madness. But have people still talk about college basketball. Put the brackets out. Um, you know, and it, and it wouldn't have been exact science there, but it would have been fun. Yeah, Paul. I felt really bad because a lot of people were jumping on that Dayton bandwagon. Obi Toppin was fun to watch. And even though Dayton's not a, you know, they're not like a, what is it? What was the one in Chicago? Loyola? Yeah. They're a bigger, better program historically than like a Loyola. Loyola kind of came out of nowhere. Well, Dayton's played for a couple of national titles. Right. They're a serious basketball program, but they would have been the darling of the month. Probably so. And Obi Toppin is going to be a lottery pick and be a top five pick. And it, and it was a, it was a nice surprise. I think for that community, you know, and Dayton's a wonderful basketball town, great basketball town. And uh, Dayton was, you know, they were legit. They were probably going to be a, a number two seed. I don't know if they were going to be on the one line, but I think they were what? 18 and 0. Uh, they, they were a formidable team there. We'll talk to John Calipari. He'll join us uh, coming up next hour. Let me get uh, to Anthony in Florida. Anthony, what's on your mind today? How you doing, Dan? First Good. time, long time. All right. Well, welcome. 5'11", 5'11 175. Mm-hmm. And I, I just real quick, I'm a mailman out here in the panhandle of Florida, and you make my mornings go a lot by a lot better, sir. Well, thank you, Anthony. What can we do for you? Uh, pie to the face for Redskins, or, or sorry, the Washington Football Club, our uh, wildcard team. 
you're going to take the um, – does anybody want a piece of Anthony's bet that Anthony's going to take a pie to the face if the Washington football club uh, don't make the playoffs as a wildcard team? Yes, McLevin. So saying Washington doesn't make it. He's, he's got them yeah. making the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Seton wanted to jump in there, but he's already got an easy pie. Seton's bet. got one that he got from yesterday. Yeah, I'm not I'm not making the bet with the uh, Raiders going over nine and a half. <laughs> I'm not doing yeah, that. that was that was not a good bet, I don't think, yesterday. But yes, Todd. Washington is not going to be in the playoffs. Oh, I'm, Todd I'm, is actually going to step I'm in, up? I'm in, I'm in on that. Okay. So, Anthony, your bet is with Todd with uh, okay. the Washington Football Club. Yeah, uh, not making. And the point. I'll get my daughter. I'll let my daughter throw the pie in the face for me. She's nine, so she'll have a blast. That yeah, as long as we get the video of it, that that's all we care about. Yes, Eden. Not to be a stickler. Oh, uh, but Anthony said that they would be a wild card team, not make the playoffs. So just in the odd chance that they actually play better than that and are they just make the playoffs but are better than a wild card. <laughs> no, no. I, I just want to clarify because okay. you know how this goes. I, Anthony, how about they just make the playoffs? Okay. There you go. The there we we've clarified that. Yeah. Yes, Paul. I was to say if Todd loses that bet, he would have to go there and do the Anthony's mail route. He's got to go to the Panhandle. That'd be kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's in the fine print there, Todd. Oh, I, I didn't read that part. That's okay. I'm still in. Like it has to be the surest of sure bets for Todd to somehow want to wager, like a pie to the face or wheel of punishment. I'm not a big gambler. I'm not a big risk taker. Oh, I know. I realize you're very, very conservative. And I've still had a lot of uh, trials and tribulations in my life with my uh, very careful approach. <laughs> Imagine if I actually took a risk, would it might multiply that. But you you don't. When's the last time you really took a risk? The last time I really took a risk, um, I think uh, I stopped by the local gym and I was considering going in there to uh, touch the weights that other people have touched, even though it was at like 25% capacity. And I got back in the car and decided not to work. What out. is the wildest thing you've done in your life? Uh, the wildest thing I've done, I think I was about seven or eight years old. I was playing football in the snow with my friends, and the ball went over the fence into like a street where there's cars going around. And I attempted to, to go get the football, even though it was kind of a busy street there. And forget about the cars. I got my pants stuck at the top of the fence trying to climb it because I'm not a big fence climber, as you guys would be shocked to hear. And the bottom in my crotch area got stuck in the top little pointy parts of the fence, and I was hanging upside down by my pants for a solid 20 minutes until someone got out of their car and unhooked me while my friends were hysterical laughing about that. That's the wildest thing you've ever done in Climbing your life. a fence as a child to get a lost ball. I got in a fourth grade fight with my friend Eddie. We kind of threw, we kind of pushed each other a little bit and I might have shoved him down a small flight of stairs. But outside of that, it doesn't get much, doesn't get crazy like that. That couldn't make the top <laughs> one million things that Seton's done in his life. I just, I just don't do anything. He's got much better, more exciting stories. My, my time at NYU came and went, taking the train back and forth. And but your wildest thing you've ever done is you climbed the fence as a seven-year-old and you got your crotch stuck at the top. Well, of the there fence. was Simone when I was like nineteen and she was thirty-four, but I'm not going to get into the graphic detail. That was pretty wild. Uh, but that's not risk-taking. That was like an well, obvious. That's, that's thing. a wild thing, right? But that, I mean, that was a, that was a, but an obvious thing to participate in. I wasn't taking any kind of gamble, like being a part of that scene. But it was a wild thing. It was a wild thing. You and Simone. I uh, got some scars to prove it. Scars? Not obvious scars to prove it. But yeah, when she brought the crudite, the, when she brought the vegetable platter up to her condo in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, Wait, I was like, this I is going to be fun. I thought you said you weren't going to get into the details. You've got one story in your life. That's really my story. That is Simone and the crudite. Yes, Eden. You know what else is a huge risk? Do the Texans try to pass against the Chiefs tonight? 
I'll receive. Try to bring it back. Let's see what he's doing. Got to bring it back to football. That's, that's a big risk. It is opening today. night of the NFL season. We're going to take a break. We'll be back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. See their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Go to rockauto.com, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. Rockauto.com, a family business founded by automotive engineers back in 1999. Two goals in mind, 
First, to give you direct access to all the parts information hidden in the computers and catalogs behind the parts store counter. And second, to make the parts affordable by offering reliably low prices. At rockauto.com, you choose the part brands, prices, features you want anytime, 24-7. And if they uh, have somebody saying, hey, dealer only or no longer available, make sure you check with Rock Auto. The parts are delivered right to your home or office. You don't waste time and money. Hunting for the parts, phoning, driving, waiting in lines. Go to rockauto.com. Make sure you tell them we sent you all the parts your car or truck will ever need. rockauto.com. My Super Bowl pick coming up next hour. You guys, I told you my super, my MVP of the regular season does not play on my Super Bowl, either one of my Super Bowl teams. Does anybody want to guess who my MVP is for this upcoming season? No hints. And do we have a poll question, McLovin? Is it, okay. is it uh, football related? Yeah, we have uh, who's most likely to go from worst to first or worst of playoffs. Okay. Uh, the Detroit Lions are actually running away with it, as you mentioned. Cardinals, second place, and Chargers, Dolphins, less than 1% of the Jaguars. Peter King has the Dolphins making the playoffs. I don't. I don't have the Patriots making the playoffs. But I could see, I could see uh, the Lions. It's just because I'm not sure about the Bears. I'm not sure about the Packers. I, I'm kind of sure about the Vikings. Yeah, McLovin. I have an MVP guess. Okay. Is it friend of the show, Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson is your pick. Todd, you have a pick. Uh, initially, I was going to say Cam Newton, but I'm going to go Baker Mayfield is going to have some huge season, and you're going to go with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, okay. Seton O'Connor. I was going to say Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Ooh, be tough being the MVP if you don't make the playoffs. Uh, polyester. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. One of uh, one of you is correct. Yes, Andrew is correct. Yes, Andrew is correct. I was yeah. going to say, who of you thinks you're correct? Uh, Russell Wilson Jr. the third will finally become an overnight sensation after a decade in the NFL. Yes, McLovin. I was basically mostly on an hour two segment from about four days ago when you sort of hinted that the narrative was going to lend itself to Russell this year. Like it's time. Well, it's weird how that's, this has happened. I, I, you have a coach. Seattle, I think, throws the fewest passes in the first quarter. I'm sure there's stats, but I'd love to know what the numbers are for Seattle in the first, first quarter, first half, because they have to be at the bottom of the list. And then all of a sudden, they sort of panic and they go, you know, hey, Russ, go out there and win it for us. I'd love to see if they allowed him to open it up a little bit and not have to wait until the fourth quarter. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's my pick. Jeff in Detroit. Hey, Jeff, what do you have for me today? What's going on, Dan? One time for chat row. Um, just calling you. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, this morning, we lost one of our own. Uh, J-Dot passed away. Uh, a significant other to Alicia, who is a big Dan Patrick listener, from my understanding, back to the ESPN days. Oh, so wow. I just wanted to, uh, you know, send our love and prayers out for, to, you know, she just might be listening to the show. So, just, you know, send our prayers out to comfort her and her family in their time of need right now. Right. Um, I got a question for you. I'm getting ready to have to take a bet before the game starts. Who do I get on? Buffalo Bills versus uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Who will do better? Now, I'm, 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 I'm swaying towards the Bills. You know, I'm thinking that if I can go ahead, because it's just that one particular isolated bet. 
and it's been put out there so I can, you know, it, it, it swings favorably in my direction if I take the bill. Yeah, but I don't want to, I don't like giving betting advice, Jeff. I, I don't, but thank you for the phone call. I, I don't. I get nervous about that because I, I don't get any credit when I'm right, but I get a whole lot of blame when I'm wrong, and I don't want to do it. Yeah, McLovin. It's kind of tough to bet Josh Allen's going to win more than Tom Brady. It could very well be, but that just feels so weird to say something like that. Well, it could be Buffalo is going to win more than Tampa instead of Josh Allen is going to win more than Tom because then it feels like it's a head-to-head matchup there. Super Bowl picks coming up. New poll question as well. Headlines that you can't see happening in the NFL. We'll have that for you coming up. And uh, John Calipari, final hour coming up. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.